This podcast is not about geography. Oh, it's the Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. You have died of dysentery. Torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> Always my favorite. Mm. It's classic. You want me to start this mamma jamma? Let's do this. I cut I cut a lot of stuff out, but uh, I think we I think we'll be good. You cut, a, you cut a lot out. Yeah, stuff that just didn't need to be in there. Cut a lot of what out? Oh, notes. Yeah, sorry, notes. Okay. Well, I your I trust, soul. I wow. <laughs> just got <laughs> just got dark. Uh, <laughs> it got really dark. I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm assuming mm. we're. I'm assuming this is the episode. Are we? Are we going? Wait a minute. Uh, I can start if you'd like. Yeah, sure. I got some. I got some big, big news, man. You. I feel like you say that a lot. I feel like big, that. Big, huge news. Big, huge news. Huge news that I just found out today. What's that? Are you sitting down? It's huge news that I just uh, found out today. It, actually, I am sitting down. It's funny that you asked that. Okay. Usually, usually when we record a podcast, I'm standing, but okay. this time I actually happen to be sitting. <laughs> it's, your, it's your standing desk. Yoenis <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Cespedes got his first home run as a Red Sox. Oh, yeah, I saw uh, that. Excellent. Yeah. That's my, big, uh, that's my he, big, big news of the day. Where did he hit it? Uh, in uh, Anaheim. Uh, I don't know. No, like, oh, okay. I didn't know. <laughs> it wasn't at Fenway. I want no, to say, like, no. did he hit over the monster or did he hit? Uh, some somewhere in the uh, Angel ether. Stadium, in the ether, <laughs> into the ether, just like uh, most of our recordings. So he, so he uh, has not hit a home run at Fenway, not yet. Okay, not yet. But I'm sure, I'm sure he will. Uh, so, so as of right now, he has only hit home runs in California. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, <laughs> pretty much. You nailed that one on the head, didn't you? <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> we had to send him back to California to get a home run. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's my big big news of the day. Excellent. Big, well, big let's news. Uh, you know let's, Wait, I, let's I feel like I also into uh, into a lovely episode here. I feel it's like just, I also should announce yeah that we may be going on a short hiatus uh, because sure. because of friend of the show Tim from Chesapeake. It's all his fault. It is his fault. Yes, it is. Uh, uh, it is. The, it is the season, my friend. It is the season for him to have band camp. 
Yes, yes. So, so we will, we're going on a short hiatus, but I, I don't think there are probably not any longer than our regular. <laughs> right, right. I don't know that our listeners will notice it, um, depending on how <laughs> caught up they are. We've done a lot of two episodes lately, so yeah, we have. we've got some, we've got some, uh, some episodes in the bank. So hopefully, <laughs> yeah, hopefully we've we'll, built up uh, political capital. <laughs> there you and go. We're going to spend it. Uh, oh, we always you have to spend it, right? You, you have know? to spend it. If you don't spend it, it just goes bad. Yeah, you can't take it with you when you die. No, you can't take it with you when you die. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking it's about like, anymore. Uh, it's like Brewster's Millions, where you have to spend it yep. you know, every day. Yep. yep. You have to spend like a million dollars in a month or something. How much was I it? I could do it. I could do it. I'm sure you could. Hell, I could do it in a week. I could do it in like three days. I feel like it's definitely a lot easier than it used to, than it was 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. To spend. For sure. I mean... Take like you know one Uber ride that's like 150 bucks and we've got we've got Uber in Richmond now one Uber really yes excellent yes it's official we we have Uber I I read that's another big today announcement are you gonna take Uber lots to, of big today announcements are you, gonna take huh? an, are you gonna get an Uber ride to the Apple Store for your uh, <laughs> it'd probably be cheaper than the gas to get up there <laughs> for your <laughs> for your new iPhone. Uh, oh, no, you're just gonna have that shit mailed to your house. I'm gonna have that mailed to my house. I'm go. not leaving the house for that. Come on. Can you get so, uh, Can you get Uber to deliver your phone? Now that's an idea. Yeah. That's an idea. I wonder if I could pay the guy to drive to the Apple Store and wait in line for me. Get me my two iPhones, one for <laughs> me and one for the wife, and then drive them back down to me. Yeah, I mean it's it's a pretty legit concept. I know uh, we did it a few times in college. I need a task uh, monkey. You know, when we would go, uh, we'd be at parties and we order Domino's pizza and then we'd have the, uh, or I should say our friends of ours would have the uh, Domino's pizza guy stop at the gas station and buy them a pack <laughs> of cigarettes. <laughs> and so they would get a large one topping uh, for $7. What do you tip a guy when he does that for you? You got to tip him extra for that. Yeah, you probably give him like... 10 bucks, you know, or whatever. I don't know how much, depending on how much the pack of cigarettes. Cigarettes were probably cheap, cheaper back then, two, three bucks. So you probably give them like. Cigarettes cost more than a gallon of gas now. It's a lot. You really yeah. shouldn't, you really shouldn't smoke. You really shouldn't smoke or drive. Don't drive either. It's too a lot expensive. Of, a lot of people say it's bad for you. It's bad for you. Yeah. Driving. So. And smoking. That's uh, why, that's why, and then that's why there's Uber. So you don't have to drive or yeah, smoke. Yeah, exactly. You outsource it to another person. Another person who drives and smokes while you. I don't really know how Uber works. Oh, really? Yeah, I've never done Uber. Uber, I've never done Uber either, but it's very nice. I mean, it's like I've a heard car, good things. It's like a car service. It's like having a personalized cab. Mm. So you don't have to. It's no like sketchy dude cab driver. You nego- like you can pick your vehicle. You can. Dude, like, this is Enon. We don't have sketchy cab drivers. Right, but if you're in New York City or you're, you know, out of town or something and you want to be able to mm-hmm. go somewhere, then you can, there's like, an, there, you can get the app and you can just say, okay, I want to be picked up here at this time and this is where I'm going and this is kind of the class of vehicle I want to be picked up in or whatever. And then they'll be there. Ferrari. To pick, they'll be, yeah, I'm, you can, I'm sure they have some of these crazy car classes that you can do. Actually, I prefer like an Aston Martin, but. Really? Really? Yeah. Of course, yeah. the British connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so Uber is nice. I hope to be able to try it one day. It'd be nice. You should come up. We should do it. Excellent. I think it's a date. We could drive to the Apple store. (laughs) I have an Apple store like 10 minutes from my house. We can Uber to the Apple store. You know, it'd probably be easier for me to drive to your house and go to that Apple store. Probably. Then we could go to uh, the brewery. Then we can go to the brewery. Which, which by the way. Fully funded. Fully funded. Hit its goal. 
spared, yeah. spared no expense. Spared no expense. And uh, they're going to put our all, all the people that backed them up on their wall. I cannot wait to go see my my name on the wall. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? You should be yeah. you should be a little special. Like you should be in like if everyone else is Times New Roman, you should be in Comic Sans. If I'm in Comic Sans, I'm taking my money back. <laughs> I better be in Futura Bold. Um, also, um, friend of the show. American although Gothic? I, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Friend of the show, although I don't know if he actually listens or not, my uh, big brother Bob is also a backer of uh, Big Ugly Brewing. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, look at that. He lives sure. down there. Oh, okay. So there you um, go. Yeah, they, so were, sh- uh, they were out doing the press tour they were going yeah, they've been like going all over the place bunch of breweries yeah so they're they're gearing up man good stuff yeah they are i'm excited i'm, I'm drinking another virginia craft brew mm-hmm. as we speak what are you drinking i'm drinking the devil's backbone Ooh, yes please point ipa oh i have a few of those in my uh fridge as we speak mm. Mm. is it excellent very it hoppy. is excellent. Hop, hop, it is hop hoppy, yeah. but it's also well-balanced. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm a fan good. of that. I'm a fan of that. It's very good. I do enjoy the I need the to devil's. take a picture of the bottle so I can post it. Mm, I do enjoy the, the devil's backbone. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah. Big Ugly Brewing. Fully funded, as we discussed yeah. earlier. Uh, great, great. How uh, much great, did they end up getting? They're, they're still remember. going. They're over 15,000 15, was their goal, so they're still going. Um, I can look mm. at the app. I can look at the app right here, but mm. but, uh, but yeah, they're still going strong, and um, good for them. Good for uh, Big Ugly Brewing. They are at sixteen eight eighty two with twenty hours left. So by the time you hear this, it'll probably be over. Oh yeah, but you can still go there and drink. Yes, you can. So they'll they be fully funded. They have one hundred and sixty three backers. 160. That's pretty good. They had some. They had some people. Let me see. Uh, go all the way down. All the way down. They had two people do the twelve hundred dollar. Yeah. Awesome. Two people do five hundred. Five did three fifty, and seven did two twenty five. They had some some big money backers. It's pretty awesome. Tw- two backers at twelve hundred. Wow. Yeah. Private party. I wish I had that kind of money. Yeah. Um. But if you're listening to this and it's before Monday, August eleventh at five thirty eight. Then Eastern time, then go give them some money. There you Get go. Get your name on the wall. Name and lights. Amen. All right, moving on. So, I guess we should uh, do the show now. Well, so that, that, was kind of, that was follow big up. Big giant news of the day. It was follow up. <laughs> that is all the big giant news of the day, right? Uh, yes. That's all I got. That's it. That's it. Right? Um, yeah. yeah. That's yep. all I've got written down. Yep. Nothing else. Nothing else at all. So uh, we have a lot of news and follow up, though. Uh, rest in peace, Mr. Takagi. Oh, that's right. Yes. Father uh, of 11? What? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> but uh, he won't be joining us for the rest of his life. Oh, no. Uh, no. We, we, I tried to get that interview, too, and I guess we just waited a little too long. <laughs> oh, we wanted to have him on the show. I thought he had more left in him. Yeah. Now, where is Mr. Takagi? Joseph Yoshinobu Takagi. Born Kyoto, 1937. Family emigrated to San Pedro, California, 1939. Interned Manzanar, 1942-43. Scholarship student, University of California, 1955. Law degree, Stanford, 1962. 
MBA Harvard, 1970. President Nakatomi Trading. Vice Chairman Nakatomi Investment Group. Enough. And father of five. I am Tokaji. How do you do? It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, James Shigeta, Shigeta, I guess, is his name, uh, played Mr. Takagi in uh, Die Hard. He was 81 years old. All right, so check out this resume. Uh, movies. How, how did he in, die? I have no idea. Oh. I'm sure it said in the article, but I didn't read it. Okay. So uh, he died of death. Uh, <laughs> he was in Midway, nice. which is a, a fantastic movie. He was in Flower Drum Song, which I haven't seen, but I want to. He was a voice in Mulan, which I know you're a favorite. You're a fan oh. of. Yeah, favorite Disney right. princess. Check out this TV resume. Are you sitting down for this? I know you are. He was on Perry Mason, Hawaii Five-0, Mission Impossible, Ironside, Emergency, Kung Fu, SWAT, Little House on the Prairie, Rockford Files, Fantasy Island, T.J. Hooker, The Love Boat, Airwolf, Magnum P.I., Simon and Simon, Jake and the Fat Man, Murder, She Wrote, and many others. Wow. Yes. The man had an amazing career. Mm. Wow, in uh, in he the 1994 film Cage 2, The Arena of Death, he played Tim Lum Yin. Say that three times fast. Tim, I can't. Yeah, you didn't. You said it not even once fast. I think I had that the other night at um, China Kitchen. Too Did soon. You? Joseph Yoshinobu Takagi. Joseph Yoshinobu. He gets his, uh, he gets his suit. It's a, suits at the same place Arafat does. <laughs> 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 Oh, well. Uh, that, that just happened. All right. So we will miss him, Mr. Takagi. We will miss uh, him. Uh, but, did you know uh, that uh, Bruce Willis was paid $5 million to star in that film? I did not. I did it not was know unheard that. of at the time. That's a, that was a shitload of money at the time. What year did that come out? 88? That's what I want to say. I think yep. it was 88. July 15th, 1988. Yeah, that was a ton of money, man. And it was really long, 132 minutes for Had he a, done any action movies before that? I know he had been in, like, Moonlighting and stuff, but... Um, I don't... No, nothing big, because he was... He, moonlighting, he was in starting in 85. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he had done a whole lot other than Moonlighting, had he? No, I, I don't think so. I don't, I don't recall any big, other big stuff. I know he had... When was, like, the... I think the look who's talking was after that. That was I like think his so, big. Yeah. Other, I think that was like the early nineties. Um, he was he was in that film with uh, Kim Basinger, um, Blind Date. Did you ever see Blind Date? No, I never saw Blind Date. I think that did come out before Die Hard, mm. but uh, yeah, the Die Hard kind of really that made him, didn't it? Jesus, it did, it did make him. Mm. What a career! What a career! <sighs> Consummate professional. R.I.P. Mr. Takagi. Yep. Mm. Uh, so moving a lot along here, since we do have a hard stop, uh, <laughs> we, we, <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm just, I'm just dicking around with you now. Um, <laughs> so you didn't even tell me what it was. You're just like hard stop. Um, uh, I've got to take the, I got to take the wife to Newport news tomorrow morning before I go to work. Oh, you need your sleep. Yeah. I've got, oh, the, well, I, I understand to, that. The wife needs to be in Newport news at 7am. Ouch. So yeah. How far drive is that for you? 30-ish minutes. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. Well, you know, leaving at 6.30 a.m. and then having to come back home and then go to work. Yeah. And drive all over the place. And then, um, yeah, then, and then go to band camp. 
Uh, <laughs> Jesus, man. When are you going to sleep? Oh, I'm at not, 1030. I'm not, um, <laughs> yeah, tonight. This is the, the hard stop, remember? That's the only sleep you're getting for the next yes, two this weeks. Is, yes, you're cutting into the only sleep I'm getting for the next like week. This is all Tim's fault. Um, no, I, I wouldn't say that. Well, I'm going to. It's a What's happy, he gonna do? What's happy, he gonna do? It's a happy blessing. Um, I so, liked him. He's a good guy. Yeah, we'll keep him. Um, we've got more news for his food, anyway. For his <laughs> culinary, make, for his culinary skills. The man can cook. That is no doubt. Oh man, dude! Uh, mm, it's, now it's I'm hungry. Be, it's gonna be a fun party. This oh fall. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm excited, I'm excited you can make it. I'm super excited. Bones are, um, are gonna be making it too. Talk Holy to shit! It. It's gonna be like a, it's gonna be a crazy party. It's gonna be cray cray. And I, and I have a, an Oscar bet that uh, a suge- Oscar bet suggestion that will would take place at the party. Are you gonna reveal it to me? Uh, yeah, once we talk about Oscar stuff, oh. we're not we're, we're, we're not, you're not, gonna, you're not gonna let me know before then. No, I mean not Oscar Emmys. Sorry. Yeah, Emmys? like when we get to that point of the show today. Are we still doing that? Oh, didn't you? Something just, cut. I hey, you didn't let me know it got cut. You told you told me that you were gonna put it in there, and I said that sounds like a good idea. No, I said I was gonna cut it. <laughs> no, I never got that memo. <laughs> so we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about it because we may not record before the Emmys. Okay, I don't have any. Be- I don't have any picks. All right. Well, you. I'll make a suggestion, and then you see if you can think of something better. That sounds like a good idea. Excellent. All right, we gotta fly through this news. Then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, it was uh, not officially announced, but it's been rumored, and it seems like a pretty. Good rumor that uh, the fall Apple event was is going to be on September 9th. Oh yeah, so we'll go through this quick. This is a quick one. Yeah. Um, so it looks like they're going to do the the keynote on the 9th and release date for the new iPhones is probably going to be the the 19th. So is that when they'll arrive in your doorstep or? Yeah, looks like it. So, but I can't even order one until the 21st, and I know you're oh, you're until October, right? Yeah, I'm in October. Just yeah, how they so. we talked about that on a previous podcast, I think. Just yeah. how they structure the. The plans now, and you have Stupid to go. Stupid Verizon. You got to go full two years, and so uh, we're at. I'm a little pissed that it's like two days. They're not gonna let me have two days. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like it's ridiculous. It's principles, man. Principalities. Whatever, jerks. Um, so there's that, uh, and we'll, we will obviously talk more about that when we hear more. Uh, so is this is that just strictly gonna be iPhone, and then sometime in October they'll have a now they'll have one more about the because I know. You know, a new iPad Mini, possibly a new, uh, mm-hmm. and not a new, a, a Retina MacBook Pro, maybe in the like twelve-inch category. Um, yeah, that's that's probably what's going to happen. I mean, somewhere in there, the rumor is that they're going to announce some sort of wearable device, but we don't know when or any or what it will be or anything like that. But but as far as we know, yeah, it'll be like this will be iPhones, and then they'll have one like a month or six weeks later to talk about iPads and stuff. So. Okay. So super, we'll see. Super cool. Yeah. So September the 9th. September the 9th. That is Art's birthday. That is Art's birthday. That is a Tuesday? Uh, Sure. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I think usually, it is, actually. They usually do them on Tuesdays, don't they? I don't, I don't think September screwed up like like uh, August was. Yeah, so. what, the, what the hell with that? With the Emmys? On a did, I, did we talk about that? Yeah, you talked was? about that it was okay. a football game. Right? Yeah, preseason football. Uh, Yay. Yeah, September 9th is a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. So art will be turning on September 9th. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I can't do the math in my head. Art Ford, um, art Ford forever young. Yes, that's true. He's that's what I always that. say about him. Yep. That is what they say. They say that thing. Uh, that's what we say. And uh, that's what Rod Stewart says. Yep. 
He sure does. I like it when he sings the classics. Um, <laughs> nobody likes it when he sings the classics. Rod Stewart sings the blues. Oh, God. Uh, so next bit of news. Uh, Goulet. They put out- <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we are, we are very uh, off the rails tonight. Uh, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll edit all this out. I do, not, I do not know where my mind has gone tonight. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. Big day today. Yeah, big, um, big day. Big trailer. Big summer blowout. Big summer. Oh God! I watched that movie twi- like three times this this last four days between all the kids that were in my house. Oh Jesus, man! It was insanity. You had bowling children in your house. I had bowling children. I had Martine children. I had. Oh, they were down there too. Sweet. Yeah, they were. They came up for a day. In the middle mm. of the week for for Cat's birthday, so you had a full house, bro. Kelly, just Kelly and the kids came up, so there you go. That's fun. Just for a day, and then the Bullens, and so a day. Mass, yeah, mass hysteria. Um, <laughs> dogs and cats. Dogs and cats. Plague of madness. All good stuff. Uh, moving on. Yeah, uh, they released uh, the new trailer for The Hobbit: The Battle of the Five Armies. The search for more money. The search for more money. <laughs> Space balls too. Not, um, not the, it looks pretty not good. The search for, huh? There we go. There what? we go. I was wondering if if you. What? I was wondering if you could hear me there. Yeah, I can. I was hear wondering you. if you could hear me when I said that. <laughs> yes. Okay. When I said the search. When I said the search for more money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe not. I, I don't know what's going on right now. Okay. Um. So yeah, it came out. It looks okay. Looks good. It's gonna be a big giant battle. Five armies. And then we're going to have to wait. How long for the second one? I think making a second one. Yes. Is this, this is a two-parter? Oh, yeah. That's just why I said the search for more oh, money. For fuck's sake. <laughs> so he's turned, he's turned 150-page book into four movies. You got it. Yeah, I'm sorry to I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but well, yeah, you probably is, told me that before. I just probably blocked. This it out. is uh, this is not the end, nor oh. nor is it the beginning. It but really it, is the search for more money. But it's the beginning of the end. They're doing the same thing with the Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah, they are. But I mean, at least that was three books. True, I I, I agree. I agree with you. Three books, four movies. One book, four movies. Much different. Um, this is all Harry Potter's fault. <laughs> yeah, they they set a nasty precedent. They did. The, the, it's Harry. That's Harry Potter's fault, and other stuff is Tim's fault. Excellent. Um, that's, that's is that Harry Potter's legacy? Yep. He the, made Tim the, do it. The two movie. The two movie. The two movies. Uh, finale. The last one. Mm-hmm. Even two movie even uh, Lord of the Rings said, you know what? We're gonna do three movies for three books. I bet your bottom dollar that new Star Wars trilogy will be four. 47 quadrilogy what's a what's four if three is a trilogy what's four uh a quadrilogy i think you said it a oh quad, i was right a quadrilogy quadrilogy i'm gonna go with that a four a <laughs> fourquel a four i like it i like yeah. it a fourquel there you go it's a little like four times the nyquil fourquel <laughs> <laughs> also, also called dead dead <laughs> <laughs> also known as comatose preserved yeah uh so that's that's all the news and follow-up i got do you have any more news and or follow-up uh i do not i am going off your news and follow-up as okay. as uh, evidenced by the fact that i thought something was going to be talked about and you, you, just cut do it. you see in there that there's no there's no anything <laughs> uh no because i 
was uh, very explicit uh, the other day when I said that I would not have time to look at the notes. Uh, <laughs> That's true. You did tell me that. You so did. I'm just saying that I put that I'll out there. That so I'm uh, as part one of our agenda. I okay. guess we have three parts of our agenda now instead of two. Okay. Uh, part one, I'm going to run down the, uh, the I'm going to give you some red socks. Oh, and I have uh, a pick. Trade talk. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I'm going to run down real quick or uh, uh, summarize our Red Sox trades from, uh, was that two weeks ago? Jesus, I don't even remember. Uh, trade? No. Yeah, two uh, weeks ago. It was yeah. the, the last day of July. Well, it was like a week and a half, bro. It was July 31st. Well, you know, was like a Thursday. I never leave the house, so I don't really need a calendar. Oh, okay. Do you, you still uh, use that, like the, the Gregorian calendar? I or? still use the Gregorian calendar, yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't really know what that means, but that's what I use. You use an abacus? Yep. Mm-hmm. But not for a calendar. Oh, okay. That would just be silly. <laughs> Isn't that like for like, is, doesn't a pharmacist use abacuses? No, we do uh, not use abacuses. What do you Ab- use? Abacuses? Abacai? Abacai. Abacai. You, you use, uh, what do you use? I use a calculator. You use a calculator. What's the, what's the masher thing? Oh, mortar and pestle? Mortar and pestle. Yeah. You do that? Do uh, you, I used to. Do you mortar and pestle for the great people of Kansas? No, I do not mortar and pestle for them. That would be a little pointless since I can't get it to them. <laughs> well, maybe maybe if you like I can now that exit to them. No, now that you have Uber, it's actually Missouri, by the way. You could. But, oh, um, oh, I'm sorry. Let's. Is it Kansas is City, it, Missouri? Kansas City, Missouri. See, I was close. <laughs> you were close. You were very close. So, do they have Uber in Kansas City? I don't know. Do you think there's an Uber that could take me all the way there? Well, no, you can Uber to Uber it. Like I can Uber the mortar slash pestled to material. another to another Uber. We it's Ubers all the way down. Yeah, so it's like uh, you know you like Uber it to Louisville, Kentucky, and then someone yeah. in you Uber from Louisville, Kentucky to another Uber like somewhere yeah. in I don't know what's in the middle from there to uh, maybe like uh, Mississippi. I don't know. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I think that's a smidge south. Okay, uh, Nebraska? Sure, why not? Sure. We're going that way. All right, <laughs> we're going west. Wagons, wagons east. This podcast is not about geography. Oh, it's uh, Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. You have died of dysentery. Yeah, it's funny. Um, so I was going to go through the Red Sox trades real okay. quick. And, quick. Uh, quick, and quick, you quick, can quick, throw quick. in your thoughts about each one. I've got six trades here. Don't forget, well, don't forget the PV trade before that, the week yeah, before. Yeah, I got it. I've got Ooh. it. That's my first one. You okay. just you just blew it for me. I just me. blew your mind. You just blew my mind. All right, here we go. Number one, Jake PV plus cash to the San Francisco Giants. <laughs> here, take a player and money, please. There's a lot of that. for uh, To the San Francisco Giants for left-handed pitcher Edwin Escobar and right-handed pitcher Heath Hembree. Good. He's terrible. Yep. Um, number two, Felix Dubrant to the Cubs for the good old player to be named later. Fine. He's bad, yep. too. Uh, John Lester and Johnny Gomes and Cash to the Oakland Athletics for outfielder, outfielder Yoannis Cespedes, who just got his first home run for the Red Sox, and a 2015 draft pick. Moment of silence. Yeah. For John Lester. My uh, boy. My boy, I, John you know, Lester. They, people talk about him coming back, but I don't think it's going to happen. He beat the oh. odds. He made the team. He went up within the organization. Like, yep. like, you know, like they did back in the day, you know, not jumping all around. He beat cancer. He did. Yeah. But the I don't end, think he's coming back to Boston, though. I don't think they're going to be able to afford uh, He couldn't beat the trade deadline. Especially as well as he's been pitching. I mean, it, his last two starts for Oakland have been lights out. So, so where does he go? 
uh, uh, look for him in pinstripes. Really? Hey, well, who else can afford him? That's so depressing. Do you think he'd really go to New York? I think he would if the money was right. That's so depressing. I would, I would literally throw up in my mouth if he oh, went yeah, to New York. I would. I, I think I would as well. I mean, the only, the only markets that can afford him are what the Cubs, maybe. Ranger, uh, but he's not. He's not going to go there. Maybe the Rangers, but they're terrible. Yeah. Um, New York, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. We will keep you updated. We will. He becomes a free agent in um, a couple of months. Yeah, he sure does. And uh, Johnny Gomes went with him. I, I love so Johnny Gomes. You know Oakland this. Athletics. Yeah, you Johnny know, Gomes is a good guy. You know I love him. But I, I hey, think he I'm really... Go ahead. Yeah. You think that what? I think Johnny Gomes would really like to have stayed in Boston. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think so. But, uh, you know, the other point is you got a lot of outfielders already, and now you're yeah. trading for an outfielder. So... Yeah. They've already got problems because, you know, Mookie Betts, who I love, 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 love Mookie. Mookie's the real deal. He's not an outfielder. No, he's not. But they're making a play outfield because you've got Pedroia signed up for $27 million, you know, whatever. Yep. And uh, you've got yeah, Jackie Bradley Jr., blah, Jackie Bradley Jr., who can't hit worth anything, but oh, he's God. one of the most amazing fielders ever. He's like O for his last... 35 or something like that. Oh, he's just, he just can't hit. Terrible hitter. And amazing. Bogarts isn't hitting either. Can we? Can he be like a designated fielder? <laughs> can we get that rule? That's a great rule. Because he's, ama- he's an amazing fielder. He, how, many, how many times has he... Oh, you hear it every game. He's, he's doubled up somebody who was leading off a first. Ugh. Uh, it's, it's getting to be like every game you hear yeah. about it. Between yeah. him and uh, Christian Vasquez, I mean, right. they just have amazing arms. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Christian Vasquez, yeah, his throw to second, sick. <sighs> He's a beast. He is an absolute beast. Yeah, I like him. Um, so uh, no, trade number four, John Lackey and Corey Luttrell. I didn't even Good. know he was part of it. Uh, and Cash to and the St. Louis Cardinals. What was that? Was John Lackey and who? Corey Luttrell. I don't Have you ever heard him. of him? He was no. a minor leaguer. No. Yeah. Him, uh, John Lackey, and Cash to the St. Louis Cardinals for outfielder slash first baseman Alan Craig, who is supposed to be coming back from his injury very soon. Nice. Trade for a player and he's already injured. Yeah. yeah. St. Louis was like, we don't know what you're talking about. He was fine. Um, and <laughs> left-handed pitcher Joe Kelly. He was dead at the time. He was dead. He was on the moon. <laughs> With uh, Steve. <laughs> Steve, here, have some bread. Um, I thought it was interesting, and I, we talked about this a little bit, that Alan Craig, mm-hmm. his little bit of history with Boston, he was the he was the runner in the third base uh, no-call. The Middlebrooks thing. The Middlebrooks third base no-call rundown, whatever it was called, mm-hmm. to, to yep. home base uh, in game three to put the cards. I think that's right. To put the cards up to one, I think. Um, I think you're right, yeah. I want to say, but uh, that was very controversial, that third base uh, pickoff that never happened, and Alan, yeah. Craig, got, Alan Craig scored the run there. It was uh, to, to win the game for the Cards. Uh, obviously, happy ending. That was for the crazy. Red, happy ending for the Red Sox, but uh, at the time, uh, it, was very, uh, it was very stressful and sad and upsetting. Yes. Mostly upsetting. Yes. Mostly throwing stuff at the TV and the walls and such various sundry uh words <laughs> yeah those things um so yeah lackey latrell 
So, uh, okay, number five. Uh, Andrew Miller went to the Orioles for left-handed pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez. Oh, that's right. Another yes. pitcher. So now what's the pitcher count? Pitcher uh, is count is four, five. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, yes, five. five. Wow. Five. I believe the only starter that's left is Buckholtz. Suckles? Yeah. Suckholtz, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's that. All the pitchers are gone. Then, uh, although uh, Andrew Miller did say that he'd like to come back, so. Oh, well, great. We'll I'd like to win works. the lottery. It's not going to fucking happen. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Andrew Miller. So, so Andrew Miller, yeah. Uh, okay. Then, finally, we've got uh, I got one more trade and one more interesting tidbit. Okay. Uh, Stephen Drew went to the Yankees for infielder Kelly Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were torn up about that. Uh, that <laughs> brings joy to my soul. Bye-bye, Stephen Drew. Uh, and so Mike Carp. So now hmm? Xander's going to be playing shortstop, right? Yeah, basically Xander's just been moved to full-time shortstop. Gotcha. Um, Mike Carp said, get me out of Mike, here. Mike Carp, before the trade deadline, he and Felix Dubrat had both said that they wanted to be traded. And they both wanted to be traded to contenders, right? Because they were like, this team's not contender. Well, Dubrat got traded to the Cubs. <laughs> so that didn't work out very well. Yeah. Mike Carp didn't get traded. I guess there wasn't anybody that wanted him bad enough. So the day after the deadline, the Red Sox designated him for assignment. So he immediately goes on basically like trade waivers. He got picked up by the Rangers, the worst team in the American League. Really? The Rangers are the worst team in the AL? They are the worst team in the American League. How come and they're so bad? They're just terrible. But I don't I don't really know why, but they they're were awful. like in the I mean, I guess I'm, we're willing to talk with the Red Sox, but really the Rangers last couple of years with... They're horrible. Yeah. They were really good. And Cliff Lee. Yeah. I mean, they're, now they're garbage. Yeah. I just think it's hilarious that the two guys that were like, we really want to go to contenders. One of them's playing for the Cubs now. One of them's playing for the last place Rangers. That's funny. Uh, that cracks my ass up. Okay. So that's Red Sox stuff. So uh, we, we got two more things to talk about. Okay. Uh, which do you want to do first? Um, I would like to talk about the movie. Let's do it. Okay. You, you want me to talk about it? Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. So, really, there's a sec. I only have one thing on here. Anyway, okay. Uh, you said you wanted to do the Emmys. Oh, oh, I was just going to do the bet. I'm, I wasn't going to do the actual. I have no idea what we're talking about. I was just gonna do the. I just had a suggestion for the for the Emmy bet. Okay. We can okay. Uh, we can do our picks and stuff at some other point. Okay. Is that okay? Was I not yeah, clear? Yeah, that's totally fine. I just have no idea what's going on right now. That's good. I need another beer. Considering you're the co-host. Uh, <laughs> so it's okay. You'll do a good edit job. Um, oh, this is gonna be spliced up good. <laughs> Guardians. Guardians of the galaxy. Of the galaxy. Something good. Something this, bad, bit of both. This thing was so good. I saw mm -hmm. it in 3D IMAX. Did hey, we've been talk. I've been talking about this movie. I was getting you on board of this a year ago. Yeah, you've been talking did, about this movie for at least a year. Did it disappoint? No, it was amazing. I loved every single frame of it. Awesome, loved it. Good for loved you. it. It was it was great. You actually Just, saw it. You actually saw it before me. I did. I saw it. What, the day before you did? Yep. I saw it on Saturday and you saw it on Sunday. 
and you did take my suggestion and saw an IMAX 3D, what'd you think? I saw an IMAX 3D. I thought it was very well done. It was not overdone. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't have crap flying out at you, and, like, it wasn't all hammy and stuff. Yeah. It was just, and it was one of those where you eventually forget that you have the glasses on. Yeah. So, like, it didn't bother me. I didn't get a headache or anything like that. Like, it was very good. I like that. Yeah, it was really, really well done. So. Yeah. No, I, um, I I agree. Um, did you enjoy Did you enjoy Chris Pratt looking at his uh, lovely lovely shower scene? Well, as as you and and the listeners of this show will know, we are we are very pro Chris Pratt, we're mm-hmm. pro Pratt, and uh, he did not disappoint. He was phenomenal. Uh, if if you'll indulge me for a second, I will always indulge you for as long as you like. I'd like to take you on a little journey. Ooh. Would you, would you like to go on a journey? I do want to go on a journey. A Where little, are we going? A, a little jaunt, if you will. Oh, I love a jaunt. Um, uh, on the, the, the history of Chris Pratt and his weight. The weight, oh. of, the weight of Chris Pratt. So, okay. Uh, the six foot two actor, Ooh, Chris Pratt. A big dude. Has gained and lost a combined 315 pounds over the past decade. Jesus. Not even counting his role in the Lego movie. <laughs> so so <laughs> from nice. 180 to one ounce yes yes they left the ounce and out they, they rounded down uh so starting in 2002 uh-huh he was in everwood i don't know if you ever saw everwood I've never it seen was that. a show on i forget i'm trying to remember from the article i'm gonna write that down everwood he played, uh... Fl- you know, if you have Everwood, you should really call your doctor. Should he? Nice. Just saying. You should... I think you should... I don't think you should call the doctor. I think you should just go to the doctor. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, doc. I have Everwood. <laughs> I have a bad case of Everwood. Uh, so he was 220 pounds there. Okay. When he was on this TV show. Uh, Parks and Rec, 2009. Mm-hmm. Gained 30 pounds, up to 250. Yeah, those first couple of seasons, he was kind of hefty. He was. Um, but then slimmed down a bit for Moneyball in, in 2011, at two, back to 220. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's 30. So he, lost, so he gained 30 pounds for par, during Parks and Rec, lost 30 pounds for Moneyball, um, gained 65 pounds up to 285 for the five-year engagement. Oh, my God. Which was that movie with uh, Jason Siegel from uh, How I Met Your Brother? I've never seen that movie, but now I'm going to have to. And Emily Blunt. Excuse me. Uh, it actually wasn't a great movie, <laughs> but, Chris, but Chris Pratt was really funny in it. Okay. Uh, and, okay, so that was in 2012. He was up to 285. Jesus, then, that's even bigger than me. Then he lost uh, 55 pounds down to, down to 230 for 2012 Zero Dark Thirty. So, okay. So that's yeah. That's, yeah. He was pretty pretty good in that. Yeah, he, yeah, was, he, was, just, he, was, he was cut there. So from two thirty up to his heaviest two ninety five. So that was a sixty five pound weight gain in a year Jesus. for Delivery Man. He was a hefty bro. He was pushing three hundred wow. pounds in Delivery Man, and then from Delivery Man at two ninety five back down to two twenty five for Guardians of the Galaxy. So he had. A seventy-pound weight loss. Now, wow. you all, now you also have to keep in mind, 
you know, muscle weighs three times as much as fat. So you guys got to think about how much fat he actually had to lose because if you look, you know, obviously at Guardians of the Galaxy and how cut he was and how much muscle, I mean, that's weighing a lot. So he had to lose a lot more than 70 pounds of fat in order to, to gain that muscle and still come out, you know, at 225. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So he really lost a lot of weight. That's crazy. I need to go on his diet. Mm. Mm. No, you really don't because I remember him talking about how he just hated life. And now, and now he's loving it because he's like, you know, getting drunk at the on, on all these like press junkets and stuff, and he's having a blast. And he's like eating, eating pizza on planes and stuff. And he could never eat any of this stuff when he was. We, on get, his. we get drunk on our press junkets. <laughs> yes, we're, we're also not the head of a two hundred million dollar Marvel movie. That's true. Uh, yet, so. yet you mean um, yet? So, so, uh, so go ahead. I was just gonna say I, I looked up some of the some of the early stats on Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made like ninety four some million on the first weekend. Yeah, which is pretty impressive. It's already up to number thirty seven on IMDb's top movies list. Uh, it got a seventy six on Metacritic, which is pretty good, but it got a ninety two percent fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'd just like to contrast that with the current big movie, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that came out this weekend. Currently has a 33 on Metacritic and a 19 on Rotten Tomatoes. Ugh, it's bad. Uh, I heard not good things about yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but anyway, yeah, but, apparently you know, it's really bad. This is um, uh, this is not a discussion for that. So no. Um, um, but I just uh, everybody that I've talked to on Twitter that has seen Guardians of Galaxy is has the same opinion I do that it's just a great movie. It's a fun movie, and it's oh, it's just. Go see it. It's really so, good. So a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, one, I just, I, I this is why I love the movie. I love the movie because it's, I mean, obviously I, I love Marvel, but I just think it's just, I laughed out loud so many times and it. it was just a fun yes. movie that just kind of tugged at your heartstrings as a kid. And the fact that a lot, a lot of 80s references. And so it was really made for like that 25 to, you know, 40 demographic. Um, what are you saying? You, what are you saying? Saying that we're in the you saying I'm saying that we're in the demo. Yeah, we are. We're right in the middle of it. We're right in the demo. Right in the middle of the demo, and I think that we get a lot of the jokes, and we get where you know what that character has had to go through, and its experience, his experiences, and um, just how I got to tell you that scene at the end where they're all uh, together to help help each other so that they can then hold this thing. I don't want to spoil it, but. Um, yeah. The fact that they're all doing it like literally goosebumps, literally goosebumps as they're all doing this. Really, really well done. Yeah, it was just it didn't take itself seriously at all. I really liked it. It was really just just a funny movie. Um, t- just starting from the beginning when he's sitting there dancing to the music in the beginning. And I thought then, the open with him going yeah. through that the ruins of that place. I thought it was perfect. Yeah, absolutely perfect. Uh, did you enjoy the ending? Did you enjoy the um, the end credits? <laughs> I did enjoy the end credits. I stayed for all of them. I read. I don't remember if you sent it to me. It was you that sent it to me. The thing about the yeah. the end credits, yeah, where they they wanted to do the one the one the first end credit thing right before yeah. the credits. And it, I mean, I don't want to blow it for anybody, but th- there's two different end credit things, and they're both really good. Um, so one thing. Go ahead. Huh? You go ahead, and then I want to I want to comment on something. Okay. But you I just first. wanted to say that um, the soundtrack, the mm-hmm. part of the part of the story is that he's got this tape, and I think we talked about it before. The tape that his mother gave him, 
um, and it's got all these like hits from the seventies and early eighties. And the um, they released it all of those songs as a separate soundtrack in addition to the score soundtrack. So there's actually two soundtracks you can buy for the movie, and the the awesome mixtape volume one soundtrack is right now, and I think it has been for the the last week is the number one album on iTunes right now. Nice. Which is really awesome. There's all these old songs from like the 70s, and it's the number one album on iTunes. Yeah, I, I know. They, that's so cool. They released like a Spotify playlist like last month uh-huh. or something. That was pretty funny. Yeah, and, um, and I, of course, I bought the, I bought it in you know, on my phone on the way home and listened to it, and it's just, it's perfect. It's The songs in the movie are just perfect. So, so to give, to give equal time to both sides of the discussion, here's my one thing I'll say about it. That if if you're going to say anything negative, mm-hmm. not that I'm that person, but of what I've read out on the interwebs um, and stuff that's been brought to my attention, um, I'm referencing the specific article that I read on uh, Entertainment Weekly that kind of echoed a lot of uh, what I was hearing. If, the, if there was negative comments to be had, um, mm-hmm. and this was written by Darren Franick, Franich on uh, Entertainment Weekly uh, Pop Watch, and... He just talks about how Guardians of the Galaxy is really just like, you know, for all that we really built it up to be everyone that really talked about this movie, who read the comic books, that this was going to be completely different than anything else Marvel's done. And, you know, hold on to your hats because this is a completely different universe and you're not going to recognize the characters and it's nothing like, you know, these, the regular comic book Marvel movies that you've seen over the last 10 years. This is a mm-hmm. complete departure, starting phase, you know, the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's just really just this, a lot of the same. Uh, you know, he mm-hmm. says, consider this. Number one, the entire plot revolves around a bad guy trying to get his hands on a ridiculously powerful color emanating thing because the bad guy wants to conquer and or destroy the world. The plot of this movie, as well as Captain America, the first mm-hmm. Avenger, uh, the plot of Avengers and the plot of Thor, the Dark World. Yeah. Uh, number two, once the bad guy gets his hands on said ridiculously powerful color emanating thing, he plugs it into the end of his ornamental weapon, thus creating the ultimate version of that weapon. See also Loki, Scepter, and Avengers. Uh, number three, the bad guy is a minion of Thanos. Thanos appears briefly in a scene that promises we'll definitely see a lot more of him in a few years. Uh, Ronan the Accuser from Guardians of the Galaxy equals Loki and Avengers. Number four, the lead characters are a ragtag gang that start out hating each other, then they briefly get along. Then around the geographic middle of the movie, it seems they'll never get along. Then there's an action scene, and then they all decide to get along so they can save the world. Also the plot of Avengers. Uh, Number five, the lead protagonist has to learn to be a hero while still remaining a lovable cad, as if Han Solo transformed into Luke Skywalker for the second hour of Star Wars before transforming back into Han Solo for the denouement, whatever that means. Um, also, the plot of Iron Man, Thor, and weirdly Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3 as well. Uh, number okay. six, the, the lead protagonist's journey involves a death or near-death experience. Also, the plot of Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America. Uh, the leading lady is a total badass with a dark past that is referenced once and will probably be explored in a few years. Black Widow in every movie. Yeah. Uh, there's a ludicrous, ludicrously powerful government organization whose pure ominence is played for a few laughs before the movie circles around and reminds you that the government organization is actually full of real, really heroic, totally boring people. Nova Corps equals shield in space. 
Uh, a main character dies, but they're the least main main character, and they don't really die. Groot equals Col- <laughs> Groot equals Coulson. Uh, after a really fun second act, the movie ends with a bunch of attacking ships in the sky above a major metropolitan area. Also, the plot of Avengers, Captain Amer- and Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Uh, so, I mean, take that for what you will. Um, I, I mean, he's got a point, but... Well, I don't know that's necessarily a bad thing, because I think, you know, Marvel obviously has proven that they can really, you know, turn on anything, and that if they put Marvel in front of it, you can guarantee that it's going to be a good movie and that people will pay money to see it. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's kind of like a, okay, Marvel's making it, we trust them to make a good movie. They've yeah. got They've got enough built up. You know, they're not J.J. Abrams where they've got a couple good ones and then a lot of a lot of really bad stuff and then a lot of stuff kind of in the middle. Um, Marvel's done a pretty good job, I would say. I mean, Thor The Dark World, eh, not great. Um, but I think they've done such a good job with Avengers, with the Iron Man franchise, that and, and Captain America has been amazing, mm-hmm. um, that I think they've earned that uh, that trust from uh, and loyalty from, the, from people that want to spend, you know, 15 bucks to go see the movie. Yeah, I mean, I mean, on one hand, he's got a point, yeah. but I mean, it, if you look at every Disney movie, they follow a formula. If you look you at it. every horror movie, they follow a formula. Yeah, and and Very the true. reason they do it is because it works and yep. people like it. And I mean, I've seen, I saw Captain America, and I saw all the Iron Man movies, and I saw Avengers and the second Avengers, and. I mean, and so, yeah, I mean, there wasn't a second Avengers yet. That's next summer. Oh, what did I see? Um, You see the second Captain America? No. Oh, you need to see the second Captain America, bro. The Winter Soldier. It's very good. I actually liked it better than the first one. It's very much a, I think we talked about it. It's very much a spy movie, not really a superhero movie. Oh, okay. You would like it. But I mean, Uh, you know, I saw all those movies that he's talking about. And yeah, there are a lot of parallels. But when you're in there watching this movie, you don't think oh well they did that in such and such no you just enjoy the movie so yep. I, I agree mean, I'm, I'm with you man you're preaching I get the his choir. point but I don't see where I, I the 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 statements he's saying may be true but they don't the the logical conclusion isn't well this isn't a good movie it's still a great movie so I don't I don't know it doesn't really bother me that they follow a formula because like I mean every popular movie follows a formula Got it, so. and I and they, I like you said they've proven that it works and yeah ain't broke don't fix so I mean you're not gonna see you know Disney come out with a princess movie that like completely departs from the genre they're just not yeah. gonna do it because they they don't think it's gonna work so they're gonna use what has been selling movie tickets you got it so I just uh, I love the characters and you know I knew that I knew going into it I was gonna love Chris Pratt's character. Um, and I knew I was going to love the Rocket character, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize how much I was really fall, going to fall in love with the other three characters. Gamora, yeah, they were really, Dr- Drax, really quality. and Groot. I was surprised because I didn't know. I had never read the, the Guardians of the Galaxy comic, and I didn't know until I saw Vin Diesel on uh, Fallon that he never says anything else. All he says is, I am Groot. And... Um, so he said that and I was like, oh, well, that's kind of weird. But, you know, I'm still going to go see the movie. But like he says it, but it works like he, that's all he says in the whole movie. But it works so well. And then and when he, he says does, it, well, and then when he does say something else, 
it's it's that oh much my more gosh. important. Oh my yeah. gosh, dude! Like seriously, like get the Kleenex. It yeah, was, seriously. Yeah, it was it was all, it was just a very very emotional, well done movie. I think it hit a lot of points. I even really liked you know the bad guy, Ronan the Accuser, Lee Pace. I thought did an excellent oh, I love job. Lee Pace. You I know, love for him. for all that you kind of sometimes are like, oh gosh, okay, who's the who's the bad guy that's gonna be so intimidating at the beginning of the movie, but you know is gonna die at the end of the movie, and yeah, you know, the new bad guy for the next one. But you know, for for, all, for whatever that's worth, I, I still think uh, that he did a phenomenal job in, uh, during the time he was on the screen. I thought he was very convincing. I just thought he he was a very cool character very much so and the and the other thing that, that i thought was really great was the number of really good named actors who were in small roles mm-hmm. that that weren't necess- i mean they could have just gotten some dude off the street to do like the minor roles but they actually went out and they got good actors who know how to act to do yeah. even like you know a role that you might be on screen 30 seconds but we're gonna get a, a good actor to play that role I so. uh, I didn't know that Lee Pace was in uh, The Hobbit. Hmm. Yeah, I think he's one of the dwarves, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's just so he is. I had forgotten about that. I don't know which one, but he's. I think he's one of the dwarves. Uh, Lee Pace, IMDb. Uh, he was in The Desolation of Smaug. It doesn't look like Smaug. he was in... Oh, he's in the other ones, yeah. So he, uh, let's see, filmography... What is he known for? God, sometimes I hate this ad. Oh, Desolation of Smaug. Actor. Here we go. He was... Oh, he's... Um, Thandril. Thandril. Yeah, he's the, the elf dude. Sorry. Which, not which a dwarf. one? He's which like the, the elf in the... Uh, that, uh, was he, in charge of yes. Evangeline Lily. Yes, he's the blonde dude. That's why I yeah. recognize him, because he had blonde hair in the, in the smog, and he does not have blonde hair any other time. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, okay, now now it's coming together. Okay. Uh, yeah, so go see Gardens of the Galaxy. If you don't, you should not listen to this podcast because you should... Yeah, you what's know, wrong with you? We've What have you been listening to for the last year? Us talk about this movie. And Sweet. you should see it. I'm actually probably going to go see it again. Um, I th- I'm, if I have time, I will. I will. Yeah, it's going to be a couple weeks, but I have no doubt that the movie will still be in the theater. Uh, it'll, it'll probably just be on like a 2D. I'll go see and um, just catch it, you know, one day. Just a, just one less D, that's all. One less D. Uh, yeah. it's, it's still, you know, it doesn't take away. Also, we should say that they have already announced that Guardians of the Galaxy 2 Electric Boogaloo will be Ooh. coming out in July 2017. Good point. You only yes. got three more uh, years. Lots of unanswered questions. Uh, yes. Lots more story to, to be explored. Um, yes. Stuff that they kind of hinted at that uh, that didn't get it. Oh, we didn't. You know, we also we didn't talk about the wonderful job played by Michael Rooker. Oh my God, he was so good. He was excellent as Yondu. <laughs> he and, was so. And I know, I know you good. don't. Uh, you didn't read the comic books, but the, one of the interesting things with his character is how different he is on you know what they adapted on screen versus mm-hmm. what he is in, in the comic book. He's more of an archer. So oh, he's got okay. this crazy like mohawk thing, but it's like really just his hair. And then he's blue. He really is blue, but he's more he's like more of an archer guy. So but in the movie, they made it this like psychic thing. Right? Yeah, so, I mean, it was like the first time you saw it, it was a little weird. But then like you start to understand, you yeah. start to get what he's doing with it. And yeah. his head lights up and <laughs> for lack of a better word. Yeah. yeah, he was he was really good. And I mean, everybody was so good. It was just uh, the other thing, and, and you talked about this earlier, but like, uh, like you expect 
Chris Pratt's character to be fleshed out and to, you know, get some background and see his, you know, a fully formed character. But to see, you know, Rocket, like the emotion that came out of this CGI raccoon and when he talked about his backstory and stuff and then like Drax and I mean, you just you see these are fully fleshed out characters. They're not just like, you know, action movie crap characters that are thrown in to blow stuff up like they're real characters well i just i love how all points converge on xandar right so it's you know quill goes there to sell back his thing and mm-hmm. and so he's on xandar and then you've obviously got gamora wants to get the get the, the thing that he stole um he wants to she wants to get it for her own reasons from peter quill so she's on xandar to get that from him and then of course uh, Rocket and Groot are trying to make some money, so mm-hmm. they see he's worth some money be- if he's captured. So they're trying to get him. So all these four guys get in this tussle, and then what happens there? And then they end up meeting up with Drax. I mean, it's just how they all meet up is just really fun. It's just really cool. Yeah, it didn't feel a lot of times when you have a, a group movie like that, and and you got to figure, out, you got to tell the story of how they get together. It feels really forced, mm-hmm. and this time it felt much more natural, like. It didn't feel like oh, you didn't feel like the screenwriter was like sitting at his t- at his computer going, oh, how the shit do I get these people together? Like it just felt like it just flowed right together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were getting a piece of all these individual stories, and then it just happened to all be, you know, all be kind of forming together on the page, and like oh, there they are. Okay, that that yeah. makes sense. Like you, it didn't feel like you said disjointed at all. Like you were getting a little bit of this. Peter Quill story. Okay, cool. This is how he got this thing, and this is what he's gonna do with it. All right. Gamora, okay, wow, she wa- also wants this thing, and what is she going to do? And here's Rocket and Groot. Oh, okay, they're kind of like mercenaries and blah, blah, blah. Okay, they happen to be on Xandar, and oh, wow, well, they're all together. Like, it just mm-hmm. it just all of a sudden just happened, and I think the, the flow was so smooth that you just didn't realize it, and then it was just kind of, oh, now this is awesome because they're all together. And then you're like, well, where's Drax? And then all of a- then that happens, and you're like, oh, man, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it was, uh, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I don't know who wrote the screenplay, but whoever it was did a phenomenal job. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know they went through um, a bunch of rewrite. They went through a couple of rewrites with it. Um, mm. So I'm and not usually actually, that's a bad sign, but this one turned out really well. Um, so yeah, I don't know who. I know that one of the writers was actually a female. Um, oh. And I know, and I know James Gunn like had a big part in it. So I think he did a lot of the rewrite for it. I don't know who wrote mm-hmm. the initial script, but um, well, it was good. It was there really you go. Good. Uh, yeah, highly recommend it. So go see. Do yourself a favor. Go see yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Even if you don't want to go in th- the three D, do the two D yeah. regular. Sure. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, really, yeah, I really think good. Uh, you will enjoy it. It will be fun. It's just a fun summer popcorn movie, and uh, it's actually really good. Is you know, it's you, you, a lot of times you have like these really good movies, and then you have like fun movies, right? Yeah, this like, one's both. Yeah, so I think this is both. So I do. Before go. we get off of Guardians of the Galaxy, I want to say I I was had a discussion with a friend of the show, Chris from Glen Allen, uh-huh. and we were we were discussing whether or not it's okay to take kids to this movie, and and we kind of came to the conclusion that. Mm, maybe not. <laughs> little, little too much on the violence side. Yeah, but, see, uh, it's hard for me. I don't like. Yeah. It's hard for me to. I don't. I don't look at it through those eyes. So it, it, for us, it, it was. It was. You know, kind of up in the air. But in the end, we were like, yeah, just no. It's not. Well, and you know what's so. funny is in the comic books, Rocket. Like every time he kill, like you know, he's very much into the shooting and killing people. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you could see some of that there. He was very, you know, he's kind of on edge. He's got a little bit of a Napoleon complex. But, <laughs> yeah, he uh, does. Um, in the comic book, like every time he kills someone, he's like, I like, I just, I just murdered you. I'm going to murder you. Like it's wow. very graphic in the comic book. So I don't think that flew at Disney. Um, so I definitely don't think that was going to fly with, yeah. uh, with the, I don't remember what it was. Ears. It, was it PG 13? Yeah, I think maybe. I prob- yeah. And I mean, probably. teenagers would be totally fine. Yeah. But like five, six year old, I'd say, wait. So just so you know, there you go. I have the uh, I have more than I actually have both of the big Lego sets on my uh, birthday wish list. Nice. On Amazon. The, what, uh, do they the, ha- what do they have on the they have the Milano? They have the Milano. Um, let me see. Let me look it up here. So I've got it. Um, yes, they have the Milano and then they have like the mining colony. Oh my god! But you have to get see. Just, here's where they get you. Like I really, I really just want the uh, the Milano, but right. you can't. You can't just get them. Mul- I want all the characters, right? So they're oh, very. Oh, you have to get the other one to get the characters. Yeah, they're very good about that. Where they're just really making you buy both of them in order to uh, do that with to, Star Wars too. Do they? Yeah. Where they they well, split the characters up. Yeah, you'll get like if you get the you know you'll get an X wing and it'll have like one guy and and R two and then like if you want to get uh, the Millennium Falcon it'll have like Chewie and Han but not any of the others and I mean I I don't know it's just so, they they make it so you can't get all the characters yeah, without okay. getting all the stuff. So the first one is the one the one I really want the Lego Superheroes Milano Spaceship Rescue Building Set. Um, Ooh, and, I'm looking at that right now. That looks yeah. awesome. So it comes with holy uh, shit, it's seventy dollars. So you get uh, you get the Milano, um, a full actual size Milano. Um, oh, you get one of the the other little ships you get too. Ro- yeah, one of the. I don't know if that's like a Necro dude or whatever. I or think it's it Ronin. is. Yeah. No, well, you get you get Ronin in this one. You get Gamora in this one. You get Drax in this one. You don't get uh, Rocket or Groot though. Uh. No, I don't think you get Rocket or Groot. You get, let me see if I can zoom in here. You get you get Star Lord. You get Drax. You get Gamora. You get uh, looks like a generic soldier dude, and then you get Ronan. So this yeah. is this is why you have to get the Lego Superheroes Nowhere Escape, which is another uh, fifty-seven dollars. Which is another fifty-seven dollars, but that gives you uh, that has Groot, Rocket and Groot. Groot, Rocket. You get um, Nebula. And you get uh, hmm. another soldier dude. Let me. I do want to say, Karen Gillan is Nebula. Mm. Yes, yes, mm. yes. Very, very nice. It, I it love doesn't Karen Gillan. Do, doesn't do her justice, you know, how she looks in real life. But I, she did a, a bang. I already job. know what she looks like in real life. I can, I can imagine. Nice. I can use <laughs> my can, imagination. Uh, there you go. There you go. Again, not for kids. <laughs> not for kids. Uh, so yeah. So um, God damn, I, these things are not inexpensive. No, they're not. But I want them. Um, so there, there you go. Guardians of the Galaxy, go see it. Did Chris from Glen Allen enjoy the movie? Uh, I have not talked to him about it. I think he said he did. Okay. I can't remember. Nice. Where'd he go? I don't remember. I can't remember things. You know this about That's me. That's fine. Uh, yes, yes, yes. It's, uh, it's okay. It's one of the things I love about you. Yeah. Um, so, so there you go. So watch Guardians of the Galaxy. Two thumbs way up. Two Big giant thumbs, way big, giant up. Big giant podcast mics, two mics. Uh, okay, so that's, that's our show. 
Yeah. You want you want me to do my pick? Because you know I don't think you have a pick. Are we doing Emmys? Oh yeah, <laughs> Emmys. Okay. Well, I just had an Emmy bet. Okay. Because we're on a hard ten thirty stop. We got, a, we got seven minutes. We got seven minutes. So oh this my is God. my this is my suggestion. Okay. We can. Um, what we'll do is if I'll try to we'll put the picks I'll put the picks together and you put you make your picks I'll send you out an Emmy bet you know thing uh, or uh, a ballot sometime in the next two weeks. And so then, instead of doing a, a pick show, we'll just right. make our picks and then talk about them after the fact. Yeah, we'll live tweet. We'll uh, we'll do something. I think that's a good idea. Okay, so um, unless unless there's a possibility, we may be able to record before. So we'll see. Uh, yeah. but don't hold us to that. No. So here's Thanks, my suge- here's my suggestion. Uh, the loser. So you're mm-hmm. going to be coming to the the party to end all parties in November, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay, so the loser has mm-hmm. to record an episode of Drunk History at the fall party. <gasps> oh my god! Okay, so the lo- so the loser. Not that we're all not going to get ridiculously drunk, but the loser of this bet has to get especially ridiculously drunk, and then at some point in the evening, we need to record that person telling us about some point in history. Oh my god! So what we'll need to do is you'll need to agree to you'll need to figure out what that thing is going to be, and then we'll get you really drunk, and then you're going to have to tell you or I are going to have to tell that story right. and record it, and then what then what I'd like to do is have other people act it out <laughs> uh, and have our own drunk history because you know that they are they're doing a contest. Are they do, really? They're doing it. I don't, and it may be over by the time we submit it in November. But uh, they actually have they actually have a drunk history contest where you submit your own drunk history, um, and you win a prize or or it gets it gets filmed or something like that. I don't I don't remember what it is, but uh, but that's my suggestion. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Does the winner pick the event? Uh, I don't I don't know. We can talk about it because I never I'm never really clear. On the show, like what the rule is, is it, you know, do they yeah, do, do they pick something that that person just happens to know a lot about for some random reason? They like it or they learned about it and they never forgot it. Or is it something where they sit them down like that morning and they teach I, them everything about it and then they get them really drunk and they have to remember it? I think it's kind of that one. I think, I okay. think the latter. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so we can... I can do the rise and fall of Nazi Germany. No. <laughs> no, it has to be like a... Spe- that's so, that's going to take forever, dude. Oh, it yeah, be, it's a it very long It has to be like book. a specific. It has to be like, today we're going to talk about the guy who cut Hitler's hair. Like, that, it's got to... <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's that dude's fault for that mustache. <laughs> yeah. It's, that mustache it's a, is that guy's fault. I mean, no, it's like, t- t- today we're going to talk... It's like the Ku Klux Klan thing. Today we're going to talk about the guy that... It broke up the Ku Klux Klan. Like, <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's really oh, funny. I so think I, that is a brilliant, brilliant I think idea. That, that's what we should do. I think we should, uh, the loser should have to record, have to uh, record an episode of Drunk History. So they're going to have to be, I mean, this isn't, this isn't, uh, this isn't beer drunk. This is. This is Drunk History drunk. This is, yeah, you've seen that. You've seen the show. This yeah. is, this is straight out of the bottle Drunk History. Wow, um, that is a great bet. And I'm hopeful that Tony Hale will be able to uh, to perform. <laughs> Get Tony Hale to act it out. That would be great. <laughs> As uh, he was, he uh, he was married want, with a Lewis, wasn't he? Married, he was married I with a Lewis. I think he was. I yes. want Tony Hale in on it. I want okay. uh, Patton Oswalt. What? What's? Uh, did he do some? Drunk history? He's done a few of them. Yeah, okay. he's done a couple of them. I want. Gosh, who else? Uh, 
Jack McBriar? Jack McBriar? Jack McBriar. Yeah, I went Jack McBriar on um, it. Who else did really mm. good on those? The lot, what's the, like, there's that one guy that's in a lot of them that he, a lot of times he hosts it. Derek Waters. He, okay, yeah, he yeah, was pretty funny. He's the, he's the host and creator. Gotcha. I like yeah. it. I like it a lot. So, uh, uh, perfect. So it'll be like, you know, drunk history, Enon. You know, I don't know, whatever. I guess I'll we'll do the history of Enon. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure. No, it's got to be something. We'll figure it out. Oh, but it's, it's gonna be. It's gonna be epic. That is so um, good. So wait. So anyway. So you think of something. See if you can top that. Um, and then I don't we think can, I can top that. And then we'll do the bets. Uh, then we'll do the picks, and then we'll figure out uh, what the what the payup is, and who, what we're actually gonna have to talk about. And then I guess we can do like a a crash course. In, oh. uh, in it and then get you really drunk and then you're going to have to remember it. That is so perfect. Today, we're going to talk about <laughs> Sacagawea. Like where they, oh my God, it's so funny where they're just, like, did you see, have you seen the Ku Klux Klan one where you just, I think, I'm sure where I you have. just start, it's got the guy, it's got uh, McClintock from, it's got Mike McClintock from Veep, uh, the press secretary. Oh, uh, Matt Walsh. Yeah, where he just, I love him. The guy just starts sneezing. He was in uh, Upright Citizens Brigade. Yeah, Kevin Nealon. Oh, was in, yeah, when he Kevin Nealon. Yeah, he starts sneezing, and then he just keeps sneezing, and then the, all the KKK guys, like, turn around to look at him. <laughs> I love... That makes... that To me, that's the funniest part of the whole thing. It was when somebody's, like, coughing or sneezing, and, and like, they act it out. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why it cracks me up so much. Oh, That's so funny. Um, so, yeah. You so, are a genius. I think well, I I can't I can't take full credit for that. We actually got the the Bullens had never seen uh, Drunk History before, really. And, and on Friday night when we had the cookout, uh, Katie well, from not, Chad, do they have cable yet? Yeah, they have cable, but they don't really watch Comedy Central ever. Um, <laughs> they just got iPads like like last year. Yeah, iPods, they, they, sorry. they direct connect. I, I've had this conversation with uh, Stephanie to try to convince her to Stephanie from Midlothian to try to convince her to. Um, get an apple tv because they direct connect their their uh ipad to the tv right now oh to, my to god play stuff. like an animal like an animal what is this the dark ages <laughs> um so so anyway uh they had never heard of drunk history and i mean it's alcohol and history it's like perfect for eric bowling what could be better yeah uh, so they were just they loved it they loved everything about it because it's educational and funny so um that is it, so good yeah so we watched uh, watched like a couple of episodes of Drunk History. We showed obviously showed them the Nashville one because that's just hilarious. Uh, and we watched the Wild West, um, <laughs> and then I think we watched the Atlanta one where they discovered coke with <laughs> with with Jenny Slate. Jenny, I love Jenny Slate. Yeah, oh she God, was funny. So funny. She was hilarious. And she like picks up the cat like in the <laughs> middle of it, or the dog. It's the dog. She has the little dog. And she's like, "What are you doing, Reggie?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, so funny. So anyway, there you go. Uh, oh, that, I think that's perfect. I think that's what it should be. So, but we'll we'll talk a little more on that. Um, yeah, I have a pick. Okay, you've you got do a not pick. have a pick. So real I've, quick, I've got. I can I can throw a pick together real fast. Well, you have like thirty seconds to throw a pick together. So let me do my Done. pick real quick. So my pick is on Netflix. Okay. It's something I stumbled across that I thought was very apropos. Uh, given our Guardians of the Galaxy talk, and I think I mentioned it to you. Uh, it's something I, I came across randomly. Um, it is a PBS documentary from back in 2013. It's available on instant Netflix. It's called Superheroes, A Never-Ending Battle. Mm-hmm. It is a three-part series. It said season one. I don't know if they're going to redo it at some point or what, but what's on Netflix is three one-hour episodes um, hosted by Leah Schreiber, 
and it just kind of goes through the history of comic books and superheroes and that whole kind of journey, DC Comics and Marvel and all. It's really interesting. The the first episode really talks about the, the 1930s and through the 1950s and that whole start of comic books, Superman and Batman and all that. Um, episode two, which I'm like almost a little more than halfway through, talks more about DC and then the, then the uptake of Marvel and the kind of the differences between the two. So, uh, it's, it's very, very good. I highly recommend it. If you are uh, of like mind of the host of this podcast and, uh, like comic books, superhero movies. Mm-hmm. It's in my, uh, it's on my list. It's not a cue anymore. It's not. Yeah, I've list. heard that before. It's on my list. Yeah. It's on my list. I promise. It's there. Just along with uh, my kiss. It's there. It's there. My kiss is on <sighs> your list. Yes, it is. Your kiss um, is on my list. Since we're at your hard stop, I will, I will throw out this pick really super fast. Okay. Um, my pick is a movie that I rented on iTunes on the Apple TV Friday night. Okay. Friday night. Uh, it's called Tim's Vermeer. What? Tim's. Tim's. As in okay. owned by Tim. His Vermeer. Tim's and Vermeer? It's Vermeer. Like his. Okay. Not like, yeah. not like, the, not like his tooth. No, not his veneer, his vermeer. <laughs> um, so uh, basically, the the it, it's uh, produced by Penn and Teller, and Teller actually directs it, and Penn Gillette hosts it. It's really good. Which um, one is the one that doesn't talk? That's Teller. So it's probably bad if he directed it. No, it's really good. No, but um, I mean, like, no, I mean, it's probably bad if he directed something because he doesn't talk. He talks in real life. Come on. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? What's the? This that's is for just, the show. Oh. Um, so, uh, so they produced it, and and it's about this friend of theirs, Tim. I can't remember his last name, but he from Chesapeake. He, yeah, Tim from Chesapeake. Uh, he cooks really well, um, but he gets kind of obsessed about uh, Vermeer and Vermeer's paintings and how he did it, and so he like invents this little like optical lens device to see if he could prove that this is how Vermeer did it. And who's hey? Can I stop? Can I ask you a dumb question? Yeah, sure. Who's Vermeer? He was a, an artist in uh, the Netherlands. In the 1800s, 17, I don't remember, 1800s, I think. Anything famous? Uh, yeah, the girl with the pearl earring. No. You'd know it if you saw it. Okay. Um, so anyway, the first half of the movie is talking about whether Vermeer did this and how he did it. The second half of the movie is this guy using this device to recreate a Vermeer. And it sounds like on the face of it, it sounds boring and and not all that interesting. It's a fascinating movie. Hmm. It's really good. Okay. So I highly recommend it. Nice. Really good. It sounds like uh, it's very educational, informational. It's, it's edutainment. Edutainment. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's edutaining. So look at that. Two picks. Didn't even know. No Didn't picks, even know. No picks were on the agenda. And there you go. Two picks. Uh, well, that's our Boom. show, boys and girls, dogs and yep. cats. We got a hard stop. We got a hard stop at four minutes ago. So uh, there you go. That's our show. We'll be back soon. I don't know what that will be, but then it's just a nice surprise because uh, you'll have another episode in the queue. Could be yeah. uh, two weeks. Could be a week and a half. Um, but we will be back, as we always are. Uh, Send all your- complaints to Tim from Chesapeake. So no complaints to uh, Tim from Chesapeake and to just uh, general busyness to be had by all. And uh, we'll be back. Uh, I'm sure we'll have other stuff to talk about, although some movies kind of wrapping up. Um, not too much left to uh, to come out. Uh, did you finish Gone Girl? That would be my uh, other... I have not finished Gone Girl, Ooh, no. Maybe, maybe that can be uh, your homework assignment uh, for the next yeah. couple of weeks. Finish Gone Girl. I do we need can, to do uh, that. 
we can talk about that uh, a little bit uh, the next time we, we talk. Good idea. How does that sound, my good sir? That sounds like a plan, man. Excellent. Let's make it a plan. Let's uh, make it a wrap. There it is. Aircom Pod, out. Hey.